Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is the Real Traders Podcast with me, Damien Coleman, and this is episode number three. Oh, I am so excited to bring you today's interview. I'm going to be joined by Matthew Swinford. Matthew's been in the financial industry for a little over four years, but he hasn't come with a math degree, finance degree, or any years of Wall Street cred. But he did make a name for himself through networking with former floor traders, CMTs, and hedge fund managers. He was also educated by the Online Trading Academy and actually led their student support team for a few years before actually taking the plunge to becoming a full-time trader. This really was a fantastic interview and for Matthew, becoming a trader wasn't even on his radar a few years ago. This is a perfect example that with the right discipline and the right training, you can achieve this. And don't forget to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to be giving you an amazing trading tip after every single interview that we do that will help make you a better trader. But for now, let's get back to the show. And Matthew, hi, how are you doing, buddy? Hello, I'm fantastic. Thank you. Great stuff, great stuff. Pleasure to have you on here. So how are things going for you at the moment? You all set for uh, the holiday season? I am, I am. Me and the family are just going to try to relax. We're in sunny Florida, and it's a, it's a perfect place to be for the holidays. Lovely. What's the weather like out there at that time of year? <laughs> it's usually about, you know, it's going to, right now it's about 60, sunny. Nice. Uh, good breeze. Went to the water the other day. It was, it was a good time. Nice. We, uh, we had um, a thick sheet of ice over here in Corkin Island yesterday, and today we've got an orange weather warning with the wind and rain. So, uh, oh, yeah. goodness. Enjoy. <laughs> a little different. Yeah, exactly. Um, so look, um, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. Um, so I think really what would be really good for, for the listeners to understand about first is um, give a little bit of an introduction about yourself. Um, just tell us who you are and, and, and what you're currently doing. You know, uh, fantastic. Uh, so, you know, a little bit about me. I um, haven't been, in, didn't grow up in the financial world. I actually was, believe it or not, in a former life of wine director of very high-end restaurants, and I did that for about 15 years. And uh, so it came to a point where I got tired of the grind, got tired of the restaurant life, uh, you know, leaving at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, waiting for dishwashers, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just trying to get that... Um, Trying to break my own little cycle. Was it was it something you had planned to be doing for the long term, that kind of role, or was it just really to kind of pay the bills? Um, it was it started off as the long term, but ended up being just to pay the bills. Um, the the lust for the business started to go away. Um, the excitement started to go away. I've reached every goal within the restaurant world that I could. I can get to. I worked at Michelin rated restaurants, two five star restaurants here in the States. And um, it just really, really started getting to me. So I had to make a change. Mm -hmm. um, and I started, I uh, found an entry level position at Online Trading Academy. I've never heard of them before. I didn't know what they did. And somehow they hired me. And I was kind of in uh, just like a little admin role. And what I started doing is I started listening and talking to some of the instructors there and, and really got mentored with them. And I was with Online Train Academy for about three and a half years. And by the time I left, I was actually the lead student support person. So I helped people get off the, 
you know, edge that learning curve a little bit, help out with the little terminology pieces, the process pieces, and get them off until trading. And that's when I started trading myself. And um, and now I've taken the plunge to full-time trader um, wow. and just said, you know what, I can do this on my own. Um, and I don't need to drive to work every day. I can spend more time with my family. I can be the person who I wanted to be because in my previous life, I wasn't able to do that. You know, mm -hmm. trying to raise a daughter and, and not getting home until about three o'clock in the morning uh, really puts a strain on any family, I can imagine. Exactly, yeah. especially with kids wanting to get up so early in the morning to, to watch cartoons. Mm -hmm. If my if, if my childhood is, 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 is any uh, indication, obviously. <laughs> right, you know, I just got home from a Saturday night, busy, busy restaurant night, and my daughter's waking me up at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, like, hey, can, we, can you make me breakfast? Let's, let's go out and play now. I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, you must have had a lifetime supply of Red Bull at home. I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so why did you, why OTA? So um, what, I mean, obviously that's a big difference compared to what you were doing previously. What, what uh, attracted you to, to go into to OTA in the first uh, place? At, at first, I just needed a job. That, that's all I needed. Okay. And, um, and then from there, but what kept me there was the students. It was the organization. Um, it was the leaders that were around me where we're just really uh, great people. And uh, they, they really cared about everybody through the entire step of their, their training process. And how long was it you were there? How long were you there then before you started looking at training? Because I mean, I presume before you went to OTA, you had no experience at all within trading? Correct. Correct. Did not know the difference between a stock and a rock. Didn't know what an ETF was. Because um, it just wasn't my, my world. No. And uh, so I, I, my first day of, of work there was actually taking their entry-level course, the core strategy course. Okay. And so for really from day one was when I really got the bug. Um, most people, or employee-wise, uh, you know, they'll take the class and then they'll, that's it. They'll, they won't really do anything with it. But I really got hooked into it. And um, the guy who taught my my core strategy class it's ended up being my pull-out mentor uh, to really help me sharpen my edge a little bit, get over my own learning curves, empty out my own head trash, and say, you know what, this is possible. I can do this. Wow. And 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 do you want to give him a shout-out? Yeah, it was Scott Marijulio, uh was is my mentor. Uh, he's local here in the Tampa Bay. He teaches the core strategy class at OTA in Tampa certified market technician or uh yeah i think it's called technician. and an all-round awesome guy no doubt yeah just a great guy, great <laughs> guy. <laughs> fantastic so that was part of your training then. so you joined the company they expected you to take the core training to uh, just so i knew with it yeah just as like just so i could talk the lingo and i ended up just get falling in love with it it's amazing how that happens i mean in in, in my current position i had I think I had um, a brief two, three month um, flirt with, uh, I think it was eToro uh, many years ago. And they always say, if you don't know what you're doing, you're just gambling. And it was, I was just thrown in there, not, not having a clue what I was looking at. 
But since coming here and just speaking to everybody and understanding more about the, the trading side of things, it has become not necessarily an obsession, but a real interest for me to, to understand more about how this works and, and, and how the indicators work and the platforms. It, it's, it's a fascinating world that I've, I've never really previously um, given any thought to. Yeah, it, it really is. And, um, you know, it's, it is a different world. And it's kind of the, um, you know, the whole economic world that we live in mm -hmm. is based on trading and investing. Yeah of some sort. And so if you can kind of see how the sausage is made and understand why it's made, you don't get mad at certain things anymore as the average person would, right? Or look at the retirement, why are my mutual funds not doing well, what I need them to do? You know, how do I operate this? And and you just look at the world a little different, uh, I think. Well, I do now anyway. And, and, and how long were you at OTA before you kind of sat down and thought, well, obviously, I appreciate you've done the training and you've gone, yes, okay, um, I'm really into this. How long were you there before you kind of realized, actually, do you know what? I think I'd really like, prefer to do the trading in, in the longer term. It, it took me, uh, everything I did was kind of part-time, you know, to, to start off with. So it was just kind of a, a little extra stream of income, something to help pay the a couple of bills, credit card, something like that. I never really thought it was something I could really do, um, really until about three years after of OTA, and so probably about eight months ago is when I said, you know what, I can do this. You know, I, I can really do this. You know, I looked at my win-loss percentage, I looked at my account size, saw a look at my equity curve, kind of the... Uh, the internals of, of trading mm -hmm. and, and everything was spot on and I said you know what the, the difference is that I just need to put more time into it more money into it and so I ended up doing that okay and um, I suppose from every aspect of trading there is invariably going to be losses it happens to everybody so how did how did you get to the point where you started understanding losses and the fact that they were an inevitable part of your trading strategy and having a stop loss and sticking to that stop loss rather than leaving that trade open, letting it go miles in one direction in the hope that it's going to come back eventually and, and go back into the profit for you. Yeah, I think you just said the magic word is hope. Yeah. You know, I call it smoke and hopium. <laughs> you, you can't. Uh, if you you got to think you are... Every day, uh, a trader or an investor go, steps foot into the market. You're going toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone who thinks you're wrong, right? Because if you're buying, then they're selling. Yeah. Right? They're trying to cover their – or if you're selling, then they're buying, right, if you're trying to short. And so you have to really fight your own consensus, and you, and you might be wrong a lot. Mm -hmm. But if you carry your, your – your profits, then then they'll cover them. Um, I, I think it would took me, if I had to put, really something about it, probably about fifty trades in before I just realized, okay, it, it's just part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and was and was that over a span of a certain amount of time? Did it? Would you say it was your first year, eighteen months, or, or sooner? I would say 
if I had to put a time on it, I would say definitely within the first year, um, you kind of get that scar tissue. Mm-hmm. One thing that really helped me was my mentor kind of said, you know what, you need to start paying attention to Mark Douglas and uh, Disciplined Trader uh, was one of his books. And that was one of the books that really kind of uh, got me into just thinking, you know what, I don't know which trade is going to be my 15 to one or my stop out. Yeah. I really don't, but I'm going to go into it every day with my plan, my entry, my exit, my sizing is correct. And whatever happens, I have no control of. And if I have no control of it, then why get upset? You know, I would get upset if I didn't follow my process Yeah. and then there's no one to get upset at except for me. So, so, um, here's, here's going to be a real tough one. Um, do you have an example of a painful loss and what or how you learnt from that? Yeah. Uh, can I give two examples? You can, right absolutely, yeah. Okay, but, uh, the first one would be the first live trade I actually placed. Okay, I have a lot of money at the time, so I, I it opened all counts, up my... Yeah. Yeah, my, my futures account, I put $10,000 into it. I place a trade on natural gas. I do the math where my risk is 120 bucks. I'm like, okay, statistically speaking, that's a good, you know, less than 2% of my yeah. account. I do that. And uh, a news report came out that comes out every Thursday on natural gas, and I did not know this. <laughs> At the same time that I placed my order, and I saw it go into my entry, jump out of my entry below my stop, and next thing I know, I'm looking up, it says negative 600 700 800 $900. Ouch. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm hitting sell market, sell market. Close me out. Close it. Get me out of here. Get yeah, me out yeah. of here. I ended up getting uh, filled on my stop at negative negative. $380. Okay. All and right. so that was almost well over double of my original risk management. Right? Yeah. So now scale that up. Imagine my position sizing was 10 contracts. My risk was, you know, $160. So, you know, that would have been a $2,000 loss to my account, you know? So that was one. And that was the big learning lesson. Take five minutes, check the news. <laughs> and and check that there's going to be and check when reports are coming out on, on when are reports are coming out yeah, when the basic economic reports are coming out know <laughs> it by heart have it written down every day that was the first one that was the first major loss that I think that everybody can relate to at some point the second one is not so much funny but it, it I ended up go, thinking in my head one time that I don't know exactly the the product that I was trading, but I was just so stuck that this product, that I would say, you know, gold, you, say if it was gold, gold is going to go up. I know it. So I placed an order, stopped out, placed the order, stopped out. I ended up doing it probably about eight times in a row. And wow. I, at the end of it, my account's down $1,400, $1,500. I'm kind of just had this like weird you know crazy person of you know being at the blackjack table it hit me hit me you know did, did you find yourself climbing. in a position where you were trying to chase oh it, that was the ultimate chase that i thought you know and and of course it ended up going against me and it ended up falling and 
And, but my bias, and so my learning lesson from that is that don't get stuck on your bias. Um, it's not necessarily about the, the technicals, what the, you know, of what it's making this pattern that I know it's going to do this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the market is just, it, you know, it, it, it's a living, breathing entity, you know, and it just says, yeah, I'm not following by your rules today and I'm just going to do my own thing, you know, and it ended up taking me out and I ended up having to stop trading for about two weeks in a row just so I could go back into the market, clear minded. Did, um, did it, did it question um, your, your thought process towards the, the possibility of this being viable for you in terms of either yeah. becoming a full-time trader or even a part-time trader for, for additional revenue? Yeah, it, it definitely messed with me because here I am, I'm putting, but didn't mess with me from a process standpoint. It, it messed, messed with me from, can I just get myself under control to do yeah. this? You know, because I can't do this if, if I'm going to be doing stuff like that. Yeah. And it took you two weeks really to kind of walk away from something like that where you were, you lost and you thought, hang on, that shouldn't be right. And you went again and again, you started chasing the loss yeah. to try and oh, yeah. recoup what you had just lost. It took you two weeks to kind of get over that, walk away, and and, and generally think. Uh, did you do anything specific in those two weeks, or was it just a case of you just took a, a clean break and just went away from it? Clean break, and I just had to remind myself what's important. Why am I trading? You know, I'm not trading to be right and to have an ego. Mm. You know, what are my rules again? I spent some time in sim, uh, back in my sim account, just to make sure I can go through my game plan every day. Um, you know, I have a little morning routine that I do that, you know, I just had to get myself back in that routine. And sometimes it just did not go to, oh, I have to place an order. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to do some self-discovery on that that two weeks. And I just said, when I'm ready to go back is when I'll go back. And it just took me about two weeks to say, okay, I'm ready to go back. Instead of four contracts, let me just do one contract now. Yeah, go back to basics, basically. Yeah. No, that's cool. And uh, so you said that obviously it took you what about two, just over two years in the job to realize that you could become successful in this um, or go full time. Yeah. At what point did you think to did you realize with yourself that um, you were being successful in what you were trading? Um, and 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 how did that realization come? Um, I, I looked at the data. You know, I looked at my win loss ratio. I spent a lot of time in sim. Uh, um, you know, cause I just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that I could physically do this. And I'm luckily I was being mentored and, you know, had some monthly meetings of, okay, let me pull up your, your P and L. Okay, good. Your process looks good. Your stop loss looks good. How about you go work on your targeting? You're taking very quick profits. Once you try to get some, some larger profits, otherwise you're never going to grow your account. Okay. And I just kind of learned the, the mechanics and structural pieces of trading through, through that time. And once I understood that, then I was like, okay, now I just need to put more fuel on the fire. Mm-hmm. Now I'm ready to do it. Now I just need to spend more energy towards it. Um, and, and, and were you doing that in the mornings or were you doing that in the evening when you came home? A little bit of both to be honest. Um, I didn't spend a lot of time. I traded mostly Forex in the morning 
um, just because it was just a, that was my swing market. And in the evening is when I started doing uh, mostly my futures. I would say, okay, these are the setups that I'm looking for. Let's see what happens in the overnight. And if the morning it still looks good, then I'll take the trade. And here's, here's, here's an interesting one. Were you trading every day uh, in the sense of actually taking trades or were you being selective in the sense of you were, you were looking for reasons not to get into a trade in the first place? Uh, or were you actually finding that you were putting trades on most days? I ended up putting trades on most days, but that was just because I, I had the opportunity to put trades on most days. Um, but... I think we all suffer from this, you know, is like getting into trades too early or getting them out too, too, mm -hmm. too early. Getting out too early is usually my, my biggest downfall, if any. Um, yeah, I mean, you can be, you can be forgiven for thinking, well, do you know what? I'm going to take the profit, but not yeah. actually genuinely looking at it and going, well, actually, do you know what? I think it's still got a few more ticks to move. Um, yeah. You went, look, I can see there's a profit there. I'm just going to take the profit and move on. Yeah, that, that's actually, yeah, I, I would do that more than force myself into a trade. Um, but your account doesn't grow that way. You know, it's, it's, it's part of that structural pieces of the, the trading that I, was, that I mentioned earlier. It's, it's, you need those. Um, the two to ones are nice because you're in and out. Yeah. But the 15 to ones and the 20 to ones, those are the, those are the real difference maker to your account size. And they're the ones that significantly grow your account size to, to achieve what you want to do. Otherwise, you're not necessarily just playing at it, but you would just be focusing on, okay, I've made a nice little bit of profit here after the fees. Yeah. You know, yeah, I got to a point um, where I wouldn't even put a target on. I would just move my stop up. I tried that. And what did you do to make that different? So you, you realized that you were placing a lot of smaller trades um, just to take the profit. What did you do or did you make any changes to to alleviate that issue to make sure that you kind of stayed in the trade a little bit longer to maximize your profits? Well, I realized that this was my internal process. It had nothing to do with my trading process my trading process was sound it was how i operated my trading process that really made me uncomfortable i was okay with taking the small losses but those wins you, you're like that's when the fierce really sets in for me um oh i'm up you know six to one let me just close it out and then it close out and then it goes to a ten to one it goes to my original target and i really just had to say that I know not every trade is going to be your 10 to 1, your 15 to 1. We have a good opportunity here. So let's just ride this wave out a little bit more. Let's move your stop up, collect some profits. You don't go home broke. Your ego is still intact. And you're going to feel really good when you really hit that target. And so mental yeah. strength or mental um, resilience is, is really key for you then? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and how long did it take you? You just mentioned the ego. How long? Uh, and everyone trades with an ego. It's, it's, yeah. it's the natural human instinct. How long did it take you to le learn to leave that ego at the door? I think every day I'm learning how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, 
seriously, you know, that I told you I had a morning routine. Part of that is saying, you know, the ego is no, no place for your market, you know. You follow your process, you're going to win today, or you're going to lose today, and you have to be okay with that result. So you mentioned the morning routine. What does that consist of? Um, well, when you work from home, you, or you, you know, your, your day's a little different now because now you're not fighting traffic. You're not going to do those other things. But it's still important to, for me anyway, drink plenty of water, get a good night's rest the night before, um, spend some time with the family, uh, eat a good breakfast, do all those normal things that you would, you know, shower, dress as if you're going to work. Um, just so I had the mental capacity to say, I'm here to make money. Mm. Um, I found out when I was, you know, just rolling out of bed, sitting in front of my office, you know, drinking my cup of coffee and my PJs, I didn't do so well. No. So I had to get wake up with that winning attitude, wake up with that, today we're going to do some great things, um, get in the market, get out of market, and call it a day. Well, yeah, I, I have a friend of mine who um, a few years ago went into for business for himself, and I went around to his house, and I looked at him, there he was all dressed up, um, uh, suit trousers and a shirt. I said, I thought you work from home these days, because I do. I said, so why are, you get, why, why are you dressed so smart? And he goes, because if I'm sat around in my PJs, if I'm sat around in a pair of shorts or a pair of uh, tracksuit bottoms, mm. I'm going to be less inclined to feel professional and do my job. If I wear this in a mental stimulation kind of way, I feel more professional and I feel more inspired to go out and actually do my job properly. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. Um, and so... What do you do to relax on your time off? What's your passions these days? Well, hey, I turn off my computer at 11 a.m. And at 11 a.m., either I've been stopped out two, three times and I'm ready to close it down and go home, mm -hmm. or I have a trade on that's going profitable and I, I've moved my stop up and, and I really just walk away from the computer at 11 a.m. That's my hard cut off for myself. I found that the more time I spend behind the computer, the the less productive I actually really am. The more time so, the, the more times you I, I I hear this from from a number of traders, the longer you sit in front of the computer, the more times you see trades that aren't even there. Mhm. Mm you second guess yourself. It's like, you know, if a uh, you know, when you were a student, it would say, look over your test once, change the answer once, but don't look at it again. You know, and and that was kind of my mentality because next thing you know you start oh I can still take next day your profitable day goes to almost a negative day very quickly um, so 11 a.m. I, I shut it down eat a small snack and I go to the gym I, I get away from all media all computers I've been sitting at the set of computer for the last three hours it's time to move on go do something else get outside uh, so I'm a pretty active person so you know, being outside is, is really where I'm going to be after when I'm, when I'm trying to relax. Well, you certainly have the weather for it, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I mean, do you, I mean, you go to the gym, you go out for the day, I presume then in the afternoon it's time with the time with the family, is it? Time with the family, you know, kids are getting, uh, my daughter's getting off of home from school, and and it's, you know, time to do those, those other things that are important. You know, I spend a little mm. bit of time on 
you know, you know, I, I do probably about a 15, 20 minute post trading brief for myself. Did I execute everything at a high level? Yes or no. And I kind of grade myself. If not, or did I mess up? Um, if I want to give myself a little extra star somewhere, say, Matt, you really did really good at this piece. Um, I'll give myself a little star. And a little time for reading, maybe some, uh, you know, morning meditation or something like that. Just something to kind of help disconnect. Yeah. And then it's it's family from the, you know, from the afternoon on. So going uh, into full-time trading, uh, was it a, a difficult change to not spend so much time in front of the computer and yeah. actually go, do you know what, I'm going to stop. The reason why I'm doing this and working from home doing this is because I want to spend more time with my family. What yeah. am I doing still sat here looking at everything? I'm going to go spend time with my family. Exactly. I had to put myself on a schedule because next thing you know, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't eaten lunch. I haven't worked out. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, you know, I would catch myself. And those routines are very key for, for I suppose, your mental health as well, as, um, mm -hmm. as obviously making sure that your physical health is good. Absolutely. Um, you, you've got to take care of your brain. It's what's going to make you money at the end of the day. So, um, <laughs> you know, and like I said, you can't go into the market scared or or anything like that you have to be clear-minded you have to come in with a winning attitude you know taking care of the brain is really uh very important for me you know i gotta read i gotta get outside i gotta do all those things because you know the brain is what really makes me money at the end of the day and so I, that's really what i got to pay attention to is how do i take care of myself ultimately? and so if um if anyone was looking at getting more involved in this um mm -hmm. Someone came to you one day and goes, you're a, you're a trader, fantastic. I've got no trading experience whatsoever. Where would you recommend I start? Get educated. Get, get some schooling of some sort. Um, and don't be a rush to go live. Um, that, that's actually where I see a lot of students where they could mess up, is that they try to rush the process. And this, at the end of the day, this is skill-based learning. It's a skill-based industry. Um, and you just had to sharpen your skill. Patience is and the key here. It, 100%. 100%. And uh, so, take your time with it. Okay. And, and, and from, from there then, you obviously say, look, get some schooling. Obviously, you've got to learn. No one can sit in front of a chart and immediately know exactly what's going to happen what a green or red chart uh, candlestick is going to do or what it means effectively. Where would you recommend someone getting that schooling? Would you, I mean, obviously I appreciate you're at the OTA, but would yep. you say it's better off using somewhere like OTA or perhaps finding a, an individual tutor or starting with books? Start with books just so you can make sure it's something you're really interested in. <laughs> you yeah, know, of course, um, yeah. Make sure you're something you're really interested in. You don't want to force it. Um, uh, OTA is a fantastic school. I understand not everyone's going to go to OTA. There may not be a location near you, no matter what. Um, but there's so many different people out there who who are knowledgeable, who know what they're doing, and team up with them. And if it costs you a couple hundred bucks a month to change your life, do it 
And so um, is there any particular thing that they should be looking for in terms of finding a mentor or a tutor? Because as you can imagine, there are so many, uh, how do I put it in inverted commas, gurus out there who yeah. are more interested in, in selling their courses and uh, selling, uh, selling how to trade than actually trading themselves and, and don't release um, a book of their, their trading history, which is obviously highly important. Um, how does how does someone avoid falling into into that trap where they will just try to milk for every, every dollar they can? That's a tough one because chances are you will get milked for that trap anyway. Um, just do your research. Look at the reviews. Look at their their bio. Look at you know where they come from. Did they teach before? That could be a good sign because just because someone you know, there's there's been plenty of teachers that I've known who started their own education paths, mm-hmm. um, and and that's totally fine too. Um, you know, the, can I give some shout outs for a couple of people? Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, work away. Uh, uh, Traders Army is is good people. That's with Chuck Fulkerson. Um, Jose Belasco operates uh, UFO Traders. And it stands for unfilled orders. You can just Google them. They're both really good. I think you know, they're both about a hundred bucks a month for for a membership, um, and they give a lo- really good skill sharpening sessions. Um, the the people over at Trade the Fifth are really good. Um, I, I I think the most important piece would be like you know. You know, are they talking about the mechanics behind the trading piece? Because mm-hmm. if they're just talking about how much money you can make and the lifestyle and the sports cars, etc. Yeah, that that's when my bells start going off. Is that this joker doesn't know what he's talking about? But if they start talking about, hey, look, watch out your position sizing. This is when we're going to take our profits. This is why we're going to take our profits. Um, that type of stuff. Um, th- then it's someone I would say it's very reputable and yeah. you, you, can, you can put your 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 backs between it That's my second cool. recommendation would be don't change anything <laughs> okay listen to what they're saying and just do exactly what they're saying even if you're not getting the results yet because it might be you not doing the process correctly or it just might be the markets and not right at that specific moment right it is it's so easy to go Oh, I like what this person's doing over here. Oh, I've gotten stopped out six times in a row. Let me go listen to this other person because this other guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, it could be that it's that it's the anomaly of two of those two weeks within that year that you all just happen to follow what they're doing. But obviously, you've got to stay it out. You've got to continue trading and understanding, make sure you're perfecting what you're being told. Exactly. That's great. Um, what well actually, I mean, books-wise, do you recommend any books? Um, that you perhaps have read or you know that are, are very good from, from your experience? Most of the books that I would read is is about the trading psychology. Uh, Market Wizards is really good. Discipline Trader is really good. Um, I'm recently reading a book about market profile. Um, that's really good. It's really interesting. It's about the um, how the guys that used to work on the, on the CME floor in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, how they organized the data of like where the market's actually moving and different way of actually looking at the market. So 
if you're into the nerdy stuff, I might recommend Market Profile. <laughs> um, and what, what is the best advice you've received? You can go broke taking small profits. Wow. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Because, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily think that by taking small profits that it... The, the, the math doesn't lie. If I take a one-to-one -one trade, I have to be right 50% of the time. If you ask my wife, I'm not right 50% of the time, no matter what. Right? Yeah, I know um, that. <laughs> but, um, you know, and there's plenty of math behind this, right? So if I take a two-to-one trade that I only have to be right 40% of the time, mm -hmm. you know, and as you go up in your percentages of your profits and your percentage win-loss ratios goes. So, uh, you know, right now my average win is probably about a six-to-one, which means I can be right only 20% of the time and make a good living. Okay, that's pretty good. And, okay, so we, 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 we determined down in terms of, um, look, Patience is key, massively key. Do your research on, on, on people you want to do mentors with and, and get educated. Is there any other advice that you would say, this is really important? You, you know, this is a piece of advice I would always give somebody getting into, into trading. Take your time with it. Just, just get really good at the process. I mean, your process could be, every time I see a rainbow, I go long on Amazon. Yeah, doesn't matter what your your process really is, um, but if you stick to that process at the you know and you do the consistent process, no matter that's what you do every single time, you're going to find out if you're a win if that's a winning process or not. Um, when you start adding the variables to it, that's when you start changing the process, and, and that's when you're you know you're at the end of the day when you look at the results, you're like, hey, my P and L is flat. Well, did you do the trade every single yeah. time the same way? And yeah, the, chances are you probably didn't. It's, 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 it's fascinating to think that actually being very boring is also is actually being very successful because you find you find that groove that works. You don't need to try and perfect it. If it's working for you, you continue doing every single thing that you would do, every single indicator you look for. You focus on every single part. Uh, do, do you agree with that kind of statement? Absolutely. It should be a boring. Uh, you, that's when you know you're kind of doing it right, when it is boring. Excellent uh, stuff. Um, okay, so last question, really. Um, I'm going to ask this to everybody who comes on to, onto the show. But you wake up tomorrow morning and mm -hmm. you find everything's gone. Mm -hmm. Except for $50 in your account. What would you do? Would you would you do the same thing over again? Would you would you do it all over again the same way, or would you do things differently? I do it the same way. Get you get surround yourself with winners. You're you're going to end up being a winner. You know, um, I, I I've been lucky throughout my entire career in the wine industry. I just surrounded myself with really really smart people. When it came to trading, I just surrounded myself with really really smart people. And, and I'm a firm believer of that. If you, um, I had someone tell me a long time ago, if you just keep your mouth shut and, and just pay attention, and when you do open it, you ask an important question, mm -hmm. then um, you, you can do some really great things. So 
I always do it the exact same way. Just surround myself with someone who knows what they're talking about. Pick up as much as you can. Um, it's not about I don't have the money for when it comes to trading because there's plenty of people out there who give you money to trade, whether they're prop firms, you know, or you can go to if you live in New York, a big city, you can go to a prop firm. They'll they'll give you money to trade. There's plenty of people like you know Top Step or. Um, there's another one out there, but they'll give you money to trade. You know, it, I thought it was, that was my winning lottery ticket when I found out those guys. Yeah. When it really came down to it, and um, so that's what I would do: just surround yourself with smart people, pay attention to what's going on, practice as much as possible, get really good at your process, and, and take the plunge. Fantastic! Thank you so much, mate. So. How can people get in touch with you if they've got any questions or they want to reach out and, and, and have a conversation and say they're in Florida as well? What's the Absolutely. best way of them getting in contact with you? Twitter would probably be the best. It's at Swinford, S-W-I-N-F-O-R-D, Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W. Fantastic. I will, uh, I'll obviously put the links in for the Traders Army for Lasco and obviously your your Twitter in the, uh, in the subject box uh, in the description. For the podcast, not the subject box. I am losing my mind. It's too close to Christmas <laughs> now, man. Uh, that's fantastic. So look, Matthew, thank you so much, mate. It's It's been really eye-opening. It's been fantastic to to speak to somebody who has, I wouldn't say in a short space of time, but you know, three, four years gone from not even being involved in the industry to looking at it, getting hooked, learning, learning, learning. And, and like you said, learning so much and focusing on doing what's right. So now, I mean, you've only you've only just taken the plunge in what the last couple of weeks going full time. Yeah, yeah. So only a couple of weeks. You know that that's that's fantastic stuff. And just before Christmas, man. That that that. Absolutely, I was nervous, and then it, I said, you know what? There's nothing to be nervous about. Did you make sure you <laughs> bought the wife's Christmas present before you, you before you quit? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff, mate. Well, look, like I said, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really, really cool, guys. Really would recommend uh, reaching out to Matthew and, and following him on Twitter. You know, he's got some great stuff on there. Uh, he's, uh, he's a really good guy to, to talk to. And, and like I said, if you want to contact him, just send him a DM through Twitter. But Matthew, thank you so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Wow, what a great session that was. Thanks so much to Matthew for sharing his story with us all. I uh, wish him all the best with his trading. I'm sure he's going to kill it in the future. So going back, I made you guys a promise that I was going to give you a trading tip that would make you better traders moving forward. So you've always heard the phrase, you've got to be in it to win it. That's true. You do have to be in the trade to make a winning trade. But you've also got to look for reasons not to get in the trade. And that's the mental discipline that Matthew and I kind of alluded to in that interview there. If you're focusing on finding a trade to get into, your chances are it's not going to be a winning trade look for reasons not to get in the trade and when you're at the point where you cannot find a reason not to be in that trade that's the time to execute guys i hope that was useful for yourself and i hope that interview was great for you as well if you have any questions or if you'd like to be on the show email me info at tradethefifth.com all words just put podcast in the subject box and i'll come back to you as soon as i can but for now thanks very much and i'll see you guys later